0: The Book Nook on WISO was presented by the Greene County Public Library, with additional support from Wright Memorial Public Library, Clark County Public Library, Tipps City Public Library, Dayton Metro Library, and Washington-Centerville Public Library. Hello, welcome to the Book Nook on WYSL. I'm Vic McUnis. It's my pleasure to welcome the program today Jamal Mayfield. He joins us on the telephone in New Jersey. Hello, Jamal.
1: Hello. Thank you, Vic, for having me. I'm really excited to be with you today.
0: The book is Smoke Kings, and it's just coming out. Tell me about the journey. How did this happen?
1: Uh, you know, there's a fantastic uh, writer, Jordan Harper, who, uh, you know, has written his most recent book. is called Everybody Knows, and uh, everybody should read that book. I think it's, a, you know, a fantastic book. Um, but Jordan talks about um, a spirit board, which is kind of like the inspiration for, um, you know, each of his books. And with Smoke Kings, I had a, a, several things that were kind of percolating that got me to the point where I sat down and wrote. Uh, the first thing... Uh, my, my, my little cousin died tragically, um, in an act of violence back in 2018. Um, and so that was certainly on my mind and, and was something that, you know, I thought, you know, very deeply about and was troubled by. Um, and then we had the summer of George Floyd a couple of years later. And I, I remember watching, you know, all, I think it was nine minutes and 29 seconds of the video. I, I felt like I needed to watch it for my own humanity because I I wanted to see what that experience, as horrible as it was for him, obviously, I, I, I didn't want to become so numb to the violence that happens that I could just look away. Um, so we had that, and then during that same summer, Kimberly Jones had a, a video that went viral, um, and she said at the end of the video, and they are lucky that what black folks are looking for is equality and not revenge. And I thought, boy, that would be... A, a great what if to kind of put a, a, a lens on a social issue, which is young black men dying of violent means over and over again, and our response is you know Twitter hashtags and candlelight vigils and, and and you know memorial T-shirts, and that just doesn't feel like enough. And so I just thought, what you know, what if we had this group of young people who were activists and They had their own personal tragedy, and their response was, we have to do something bigger than those things that I just mentioned. And they hatched this plan to kidnap the descendants of perpetrators of hate crimes from the past and charge them reparations. And, of course, a plan like that is going to go awry, and and that's exactly what happened in Smoke Kings. but. Those things were all kind of like percolating in my mind when I sat down uh, to first start writing uh, what would become Smoke Kings.
0: The social contract is broken, so we're going to take reparations ourselves.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: For anyone who hasn't seen that that video uh, of uh, Kimberly Jones, you, you can't watch that thing without just feeling the power of, of her statements, and, and the, the whole thing about economics. The reason why we were brought here and continue right. to be treated this way is economics.
1: Right, right. What, you know, what really resonated in that video, you know, oftentimes when, when, when someone is coming from a place of anger, they're not as eloquent. They're, you know, their thoughts are not as coherent. And she was coming from such a place of anger— and yet was so articulate and well-spoken and thoughtful, I, I just had I, never seen that combination quite in the way that I saw it when I first watched that video. And you're right, I couldn't turn away from that either. I, I just was blown away by it. Um, and, and again, it, it was the seed of a thought you know, that has now become Smoke Kings.
0: She lays it out. My guess is Jamal Mayfield, his new one, Smoke Kings, his debut just coming out. And as I was reading it, we have these flashbacks to this young man who is murdered. And as I was reading those flashbacks, I kept flashing on a film that just came out. And I, I know there's no way you could have seen the film before you wrote the book. But I'm wondering if you've seen Origin.
1: I have not. I haven't seen Origin.
0: If you see Origin, they've got these flashbacks to Trayvon Martin and, and it. It, it really connected to your flashbacks of this this young man, and, and we have these two incidents in your story where two men are stabbed to death, and in both instances, the stabbings occur in heated moments of confrontation, and then end up creating all kinds of problems for the perpetrators.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's interesting you said that I see origin. I haven't. One of the things is this is happening far too often. It's just too prevalent, you know, the violence um, that we see, particularly in my community, which is, the you know, the African-American community. But, you know, there's other communities that obviously are affected as well. And I wanted to talk about violence. I wanted to talk about, you know, lives ended far too soon. I wanted to talk about systemic racism. So, I mean, I really... I, I swung for the fences with this book. I really wanted to talk about a lot of different issues, and I wanted to try to, uh, you know, talk about them in a thoughtful way, mm-hmm. um, and not a biased way. And some of the reviews that I've gotten, you know, have have spoken to, you know, the the levelness and the and the uh, you know the lack of bias in what occurs in the story. And I really appreciate that because that was you know, one of my goals. I wanted it to be a conversation. I didn't want it to be a condemnation. I wanted it to be a conversation.
0: Well, all these characters are so nuanced, and uh, we're we're reading about these characters, and we're going, okay, uh, they're just like us. They're very complicated. Life is not black and white. It's all gray, and and, uh, we think we know a character, and then they surprise us. And you've got this uh, character in here, this uh, former cop and we're, we're wondering about this guy and uh, I could tell you had a lot of fun with this particular character.
1: I did. You're referring to Mason Farmer. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, what I thought about Mason Farmer, he's honest. He's had certain experiences and those experiences have shaped how he kind of views the world. Mm. And uh you know, if you're working in law enforcement and, you know, you're dealing with people of a, a community outside of yourself, you know, oftentimes you will be dealing with them in, in moments that doesn't paint them in a positive light. Mm. And he hasn't been able to compartmentalize that and see, you know, the, the, the value in folks of that community that's outside of himself in a more humane way. But as he goes through the journey of Smoke Kings, um, he changes, I believe you know um and i didn't want his change to be this dramatic you know <laughs> mm-hmm. you know he he go, he goes from you know the devil to an angel by the end of the book i wanted it to feel more realistic uh of of what i thought you know that change would look like based on the experiences and the things that he he goes through in the book
0: mm well speaking of the end of the book which i'm not going to speak about specifically I felt like I got punched in the face when we got to the last page. Uh,
1: I, I, that was exactly the kind of reaction that, you know, I was hoping for. And, you know, we had some the debate once, once Melville House bought the book about the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like that was the ending. That was the right ending. Um, and it is uh, sort of a gut punch. Yeah. And I remember, you know... Crafting those pages, I write in longhand, um, and then I go to the computer. But
0: I remember writing
1: those pages, and I, I, I was feeling the direction that it was going, and I was actually, you know, putting more pressure on my pencil as oh. I was writing those last sentences and those last pages because I was just having a visceral, even reaction myself mm-hmm. in the moment of writing that last scene. Mm-hmm.
0: I believe it. My guess is Jamal Mayfield. His book is Smoke Kings, just coming out. You're listening to The Book Nook on 91.3 WYSO, sharing community voices through inspired storytelling. You, uh, your characters, I'm, I'm telling you, the Samuel. <laughs> oh, 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 man. I, I love a good villain, and yeah. he, he's brilliant. What what a villain! What what a a complicated character!
1: Yeah, I I felt like um, I wanted to lean into his villainy, you know? uh-huh. and so I did, I had a lot of fun with all of the characters, but you know there you know there's always a, a a certain subset of characters, and I, I would imagine in a novel that the writer really really enjoys. And when he first came on the page, and he first you know, introduce themselves, I, I just thought, boy, you know, this is a really an opportunity. We're, we're, we're seeing um, such a, a rise in white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I don't think there should be a debate around whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. And sometimes you see almost a debate happening about that. And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to lean into it and, and hopefully make it so it's not debatable. This is a villain. This is a bad guy. Mm -hmm. And he's bad at his core to a, a lot of different communities. It's not even just about, you know, his reaction to a person of color. He's just a bad guy overall. And so, yeah, I had a lot of fun, you know, kind of leaning into that.
0: But even though he's so bad, at moments you kind of go, whoa, this guy's actually an incredible intellectual, even though he's super twisted.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he he has lots of moments where he's expounding on things or he's talking about things that the average person w- wouldn't have any understanding of.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and
1: I, again, I I didn't want him, even though I, I, I opted to lean into his villainy, I I didn't want to make him a moron. You know, like, I, I felt like, <laughs> yeah. you know, in order to have that level of evil, and you, you also have to have some level of, real understanding and consciousness and knowledge in order to get to that level. And so I also leaned into that as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Your character, Nate, this, he's the driver in a way. He, he drives the action for most of the story. And I can tell that you've read deeply in the genre because of the way you're able to execute hairpin twists with characters like him.
1: I, I, you know, I, I think I, I said it earlier. You know, read a first, uh, write a second. Uh, I love the genre. I've always loved the genre. Um, if you put a, you know, particularly a gritty, dark, twisted kind of a crime story in front of me, uh, I'm going to be extremely happy. Mm. And, you know, uh, you know, with Nate and with all, you know, with all the different characters in this book. You know, I, I tried to be really, really thoughtful about the way the story would diverge at different times and the directions it would go. I wanted it to, you know, have moments of surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that's a really great compliment from you, and I, I really appreciate you saying that.
0: Yeah, when I got to that page where where we're going, wait a minute, I, I just I, I had to just stop and set the book down. I'm like, yeah, that was sweet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, my guess is Jamal Mayfield. Okay, so who's in your pantheon? Who are the writers that you admire that, that you, you you aspire to be like?
1: I, I knew you were going to ask this question, and I was dreading it because I'm going to I'm I'm going to ultimately leave someone out that I love. But there are so many writers that I love. I love uh, Dennis Lehane. Mm. I love the work of uh, George Pelicanos, I love the work of Walter Mosley. Mm. Uh, some of some of the you know more. Con- Temporary people that have come on the scene in the last few years. I love Jordan Harper and uh, Eli Craner and S.A. Cosby. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it just goes on and on and on. I, getting an opportunity to sit down and read a, a, a novel uh, is just a joy. It's, it's just one of my greatest joys in life. You know, life can be stressful and And sometimes people, you know, hear the books I read, and you know, life is already stressful. Why are you reading these these stressful books on top of it? But Mm -hmm. I just love a dark, gritty crime story. I just, I I always have. So, well, they're so I can go.
0: They're so addictive. Yeah, it's like I was reading your book, and it was one o'clock in the morning. I'm like, yeah, I should go to bed. No, I can't. I can't stop.
1: Oh, you, you, you're you blowing me away. That's a tremendous compliment. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate it. That, Thank you.
0: There's nothing like it, though. You're sitting there in the middle of the night. You're alone with this incredible book, and, and you're flipping the pages, and you're just going, man, this is so fun.
1: Yeah. I just had that experience. I read uh, Dwayne Swierzynski's new book, California Bear. Uh-huh. And, you know, one of the characters, you know, he lost a, a daughter to, you know, to cancer. And, uh, and one of the characters is going through that, and I was just riveted, and I was just blown away by the humanity that he got on the page, the the courage that it would have had to have taken for him to, to sit down and write that character. It's disappointing when I pick up a book that I'm excited about and it doesn't grab me, and I know every book is not going to grab everyone in the same way, uh, so that's always disappointing when it doesn't grab me, but boy, on the other side of the, you know, equation is when when it when it does grab me, and you don't want to do anything else but get back to the to the book. That is a wonderful, wonderful field.
0: Hmm. Well, you mentioned essay uh, Cosby. I've had Sean on for his last couple of books, and here's a writer who's really broken out here the last couple of books, and I'm seeing uh, that you might uh, be in a similar position, Jamal. I think uh, you're going to get some readers.
1: Oh, I appreciate you saying that. Uh he he was an inspiration to me because, you know, he's African American. Um uh, uh he's in Virginia still. I was born in Virginia and mm. uh unfortunately left and came to New Jersey. <laughs> uh-huh. That's 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 a New Jersey joke for my New Jersey Right. Uh but, you know, I saw I saw some of myself in, in, in S. A. Cosby and Sean. Um and, and he recently uh, remarked on Twitter that he was looking forward to reading the book. So, again, just a joy that I'm a reader first. Uh, and some of these folks that I re- read their books and, and, and loving the work that they're doing and what they're contributing to the Pantheon, to have them saying positive things or, or, or to have exp- expectations around something that I've written has just been a bonus. It's been an incredible bonus.
0: Well, Sean is a generous guy who supports other writers, but you've got a guy in your corner who, if I had to vote for a writer who's the most generous about giving endorsements and blurbs to other writers and just completely supports them, I would have to pick Don Winslow.
1: Yes, and that's that's exactly what I meant. I I knew I was going to leave someone out when you mentioned it before. Don Winslow is uh, another one of my just absolute favorite writers. I remember opening up Savages and reading that first page and just, uh, this guy is just, he's bonkers. He's just amazing. (laughs) You know, he's incredible as a writer. I remember reading, you know, uh, The Power of the Dog and I've just, I've I've read everything that Don Winslow has written and um, he was one of the very first, you know, he was the very first, excuse me, blurb that we received And, and at that point, If I hadn't received another blurb, I would have been over the moon. Mm. I mean, he is an incredibly generous guy. Uh, He's an incredible writer, and he champions other writers, which is just amazing. One of my dreams is to be successful enough that I can help another writer in their journey. Mm. And if I have that opportunity, that would be amazing for me.
0: Well, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Jamal, because this is your first book, so you haven't quit your day job yet.
1: I haven't. I haven't quit the day job. In in my day job, I'm a director of a nonprofit program that provides uh, employment support to to people with disabilities. Um, I'm a a father. I have two wonderful children. Um, I've, again, been a reader for a long, long time. I, you know, I've written things before, but not crime. And, uh, you know, just always wanted to be in the genre and always wanted the opportunity to write, you know, crime fiction. And, uh, you know, now to have that opportunity uh, it's just been an amazing journey for me. So I'm just very grateful and I'm humbled by the reviews. Um, you know, I'm like a kid in a candy store. Mm. You know, I, I, I picked books to read because it had a starred. Kirkus review, or it had a star, you know, Publishers Weekly review, or I read about you know a review in the article. And Smoke Kings has gotten stars from both Kirkus and Publishers Weekly, and a write-up in the L.A. Times recently. And I'm just, I'm, I'm so incredibly humbled by that um, because I know, you know, some of the books that I've fallen in love with in my reading journey, I discovered through those means, and it's unbelievable. For me to go on those websites and see Smoke Kings mentioned in that way, so hmm. it's just been a journey.
0: Did you just say that this is not your first book?
1: This is—I've uh, uh, written no. I've written other things, but I, I haven't written crime fiction before. No.
0: So you've written other books.
1: I've, I've written, you know, stories and oh, different things of that. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: all right. I just—I I said it was your debut, and I wanted to make sure I didn't mess that up.
1: No, yeah, you got it right. Oh, okay,
0: that is. Well, it's quite a debut, Jamal. Uh, I got to tell you, I mean, this is the most impressive uh, crime novel that I've read in quite a while. And uh, I I just I commend you for this.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate that.
0: And what's your plan here? The book isn't out yet. It's coming out in the next week. What's your schedule looking like? Have you got a lot of interviews going on? Are you going to do any signings? What kind of publicity are you doing?
1: Yeah, we have a we have a couple of signings coming up. I, I know we're doing a signing with uh Hudson News at the uh, Philadelphia Airport. Uh I'm gonna be um I, I think the second week of February out at the Winter Institute in Cincinnati.
0: Oh really. Um,
1: yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um getting out and seeing some people. Uh I have a couple of um, you know, virtual events uh coming up. Uh done a lot of, you know, different little articles and, and things that I've written to kind of get people to know a little bit about me and, 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 and my thought process and, and, and get some inside, you know, baseball on, on smoke Kings and how it came to be. So, uh, we're trying to stay busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I blown away by your, your comment just now about the book and, and, and how you've responded to the book and we've gotten, you know, really good feedback. So I'm really excited to get out and talk to readers and, and, um, and and talk to other writers and and you know and start this journey that I've wanted for such a very long time.
0: Well, you just mentioned you're going to be in Cincinnati for the Winter Institute, and, and I just heard yesterday that a guy who I consider to be the king of crime fiction, a publisher named Otto Penzler, is going to be in Cincinnati for that. So, do you, oh wow! Do you know yeah. Otto? Have you ever met Otto?
1: I do. I- I've never met him, but, you know, he has a tremendous reputation in the genre, as you just noted, and so uh, that'll be exciting.
0: You need to track him down, because I bet he would love to have you do a signing at the Mysterious Bookshop in, in Manhattan.
1: Oh, I would love to. That'd be amazing.
0: Well, I'm, I'm going to put a bug in his ear, because I've had Otto on the show a couple times, and, uh, man, he, he is it. He, he, he is the guy in, in the world of crime fiction.
1: Yeah. Again, just every aspect about this journey, you know, um, you know, you told me that you had spoken to George Pelicano's, you know, prior to speaking to me, Mm -hmm. and I remember reading uh, Right as Rain, which was my introduction to George Pelicano's, and that was one of the books that just made me think, boy, I would love, I wish I had the skill level to do that, and I I really aspire to kind of emulate and do some of what he did with that book, you know, and so this journey has just been incredible. I, I know I keep saying that. Uh-huh. I'm like a – I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. I'm like a kid in a candy store, uh-huh. you know, with with just the response and just the, the folks that I've had an opportunity to, you know, to engage with and talk to. And, um, you know, Eric Rickstad just sent me a a, a copy of his uh, his new soon-to-be-released book, book, uh, Lilith, um, Mm a couple weeks ago. Uh, You know, I dived in that, and I was just like, I have authors sending me books now before they come out. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It's an absolute amazing, and I'm so humbled by it. And the community of uh, writers and the crime fiction community, readers, uh, you know, the subject matter is dark, and you would think, you know, these would be dark people. I found them to be some of the just most generous, warm Spirited, nice people, and it's, it's just been a thrill, mm-hmm. every
0: aspect of it. Well, when I hear writers' names, a lot of times I think about the connections between their agents. And when I hear the name Don Winslow or Eric Rickstad or uh, Steve Hamilton, I think of uh, Shane Salerno. I know you've got an agent who's taken really good care of you. How did you get your deal with uh, your agency?
1: uh it is interesting because my agent is Jackson Keeler from Inkworks and uh you know he kind of apprenticed under Shane Salerno at the Story Factory mm-hmm. and so um Shane has been generous as well and has you know offered us support at times which I really appreciate he is an amazing uh figure in this in this community as well as we know with the with the authors that he has over at the Story Factory and that's a thrill because these, I mean, Meg Gardner and Eric Rickstad and Lou Burney and, mm-hmm. you know, and obviously Don Winslow. These are all authors that, you know, I love. I love their work. So, uh, you know, to be a, associated with them, you know, by some degrees of separation has been a thrill as well. But um, I just really did some research. Um, and I remember I had a Publishers Marketplace account. Uh, any aspiring writers, I would suggest. They get one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and that's where you get to see what deals are being, um, you know, made in the, in the publishing industry. And uh, I saw that Jackson um, has sold his first book for his agency, um, a book called Only the Dead No Peace by Alberto Mansour. I think is how he pronounces his last name. Mm-hmm. And then I did some research and, and, I, and I discovered that Jackson had worked with the story factory. Uh, so I, I put together a query letter and sent it out to him. And what I loved about Jackson is he thought the premise immediately was a seller. He was like, wow, that premise is mm. is so creative and, and amazing. So he loved the premise. He wanted to obviously then, you know, see what the writing was like. Um, and then when, you know, I sent him the manuscript, he got back to me within a few weeks and said, you know, I want to have a, a, a call with you mm. and a conversation. And that conversation was amazing. You know, um we discovered with birth both Scorpios. <laughs> uh our, our our birthdays are one day apart uh-huh. and uh, you know, our connection was just immediate and, and wonderful. And uh, you know, he was he, he didn't ever oversell. He was you know, he was honest with me about what the process would look like. And we really worked hard. We went through about seventeen rounds of revisions before we started to go out to publishers uh and when we got to Melville House you know their enthusiasm and their excitement for the book uh just felt like the right match uh and i and i've been thrilled uh to be at Melville House and to be working with their wonderful team
0: over there nice i'm also picturing i'm trying to shop it to Blackstone but see i just flash on publishers and agents that's just in the back of my mind this little whirlwind when i when i hear authors names i'm like oh yeah well they're on blackstone and they're on blackstone yeah, yeah, yeah you, you know exactly. what i'm talking about right Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Hey, well, Jamal, this is a fantastic book. It's a real page-turner, and and we are so happy that you spent some time with us on the program today.
1: I I am so grateful to have had this opportunity with you, Vic. Uh, You know, we've engaged on Twitter uh, a little bit, and, uh, you you know, everything that you've said about the book today was spot-on, and I just so uh, very much appreciate it. You, You know, it sounds like you had a thoughtful read of the book, and it's a nuanced book. And so sometimes you wonder whether that's going to get lost. It didn't get lost on you. Mm. You've been a great champion for me and the book and writers in general. And so I just appreciate you so very much. And well, thank you for the opportunity.
0: You're welcome, Jamal. Enjoy the rollout because you don't you never forget your first time.
1: Oh, it's 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 been
0: a ride. All right, it's been a ride, and it's been an incredible one. My guest has been Jamal Mayfield. His new one is Smoke Kings. You heard about it on the Book Nook for the Book Nook. I'm Vic Bakirinus.